The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original, WEI. He's really the perfect Patriots-type coach. Former player. He loves football. Like, this is a guy who absolutely loves football. Is a total football tape nerd, uh, history football nerd. Like, this is a guy who lives and breathes it, which is literally perfect for the New England Patriots. And, you know, I don't know why it's like this, but whenever there's a defensive coach hired, all anyone talks about is like, all right, well, who's their coordinator going to be? We don't do the opposite when an offensive coach is hired. We don't go, well, they got to get the defense right. But we do it in this case. So in this instance, it does seem like Gerard Mayo got it right. I mean, we focus a lot on, like, who's actually calling the plays. Alex Finpel was intricately involved in setting up, designing, and implementing implementing. This Browns offense, he is an excellent quarterback tutor, and the fact that he's going to have a heavy hand in the future franchise quarterback for the Patriots, very important in New England. Andy's favorite follow, Ian Rappaport, the rap sheet from from NFL Network and NFL Media, speaking on the Insiders the other day with Judy Batista about... The Patriots hiring from out of nowhere. Alex Van Pelt, the Pitt graduate, former 11-year journeyman NFL quarterback, 16 tutties, 24 picks. Still made the still made the pros, so that's not bad. And longtime broadcaster, uh, quarterbacks coach, and offensive coordinator. The last couple of years working in Cleveland with Coach Kevin Stefanski. Uh, he was dismissed after the Browns got 
waxed by the Houston Texans in the wild card round this past January. This is our number two of your fellas from the Six Rings podcast, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart coming at you on the Fitzy and Hart program here on Boston Sports Original WEEI. Give us a shout if you want to talk Pats, Sox, Celtics, whatever's been on the table, it's all up for grabs at 617-779-7937. Andy, we'd been talking for a, a long time about who the coordinator would be. Would it possibly be Josh? Would they go back to an old, comfortable, familiar name that was available once again? Or would Josh follow Bill? Obviously, if he was going to follow Bill, it would be to the grocery store, uh, to dinner, or maybe to a golf simulator, because it would not be to coaching another NFL team right now, as Bill Belichick has been left out of this coaching cycle, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, Didn't seem like it was going to be McDaniels, but his name was out there, and a lot of people didn't want him to come back, even though he's a smart guy and a hell of a coordinator and a good QB coach. Because it was too familiar. So let's go new. Let's go with one of those young whippersnappers. The guys that wear the fancy clothes and the tight pants and, you know, super fit and look like they could be out there. The wonderkins who do a great job of mixing in Madden with analytics and new wave offense and lots of motion. Somebody who has worked with, gotten coffee for, or at least talked for more than 30 minutes with Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan, or Sean McVay. Hell, the Patriots seem to be so Sean McVay enamored. They hired a special teams coach who sort of looks like the Madame Tussauds wax version of Sean McVay. They interview 11. That's right. 11 people are spoken to in person or via the Zoom about the Patriots offensive coordinator position. And then a 12th steps in and he has an immediate second interview. And out of nowhere, when we think we're going to be hearing about maybe Getzy from Chicago. And let me tell you, uh. I have some friends that are Bears fans, and they say, man, did you guys dodge a bullet with that one? This guy stinks. Um, I think it's going to be old pal Nick Cayley, who you'd been uh, championing for some time, former tight ends coach with the Patriots, who did the same thing for the Rams after he left the Patriots following the 2022 season. Uh, could it be Kubiak, Clint Kubiak, uh, the son of Gary Kubiak, who has worked with the 49ers for some time? Looks like he's headed. Uh, where's he headed to now, Andy? Is he going to... Oh, I don't know. He's he's taking a job. He's got, he's he's going to be an offensive coordinator now. I forget exactly where, but nope, it's not going to be any of these youngsters. No fresh faces. Nothing that Patriots fans had worked themselves up into thinking was innovative, fresh, or new. It's uh, well, I said retread. I think you disagree with that phrasing. It's someone who's been around before, but not anyone who people look to and say, "Let me tell you, it's the Alex Van Pelt style of offense." that is the true next vision, the next version of where the NFL is going offensively. To many, he seems like a safety school of a choice, seems just like an easy selection. Some may think, okay, well, at least getting a guy with a high floor who's worked with quarterbacks, who himself played quarterback in college and in the pros for over a decade, that could be good, very good, when you've got such a pivotal draft coming and you know you need a future quarterback. But then there are others, Andy, who might say, "Oh God, did we just go with some old, some some like veteran play caller who's worked with quarterbacks just so the Patriots could have like someone who's not going to be great but also not terrible, like a comfort fit who may be in charge of <gasps> Egads fixing Mac Jones?" I think they have a coach who said yes to the job and yes to the salary. Andy, can I tell you? Something terrible that I don't think you or the rest of the audience want to hear. I heard from a pretty good, 
I, I cannot confirm it. I cannot confirm it. So this is not officially a report, but I heard from a pretty decent secondhand source that he may have been the only one who said yes to the job. No, I mean, they had other candidates who uh-huh. I believe wanted more money and money. And, and I think some may have even asked for more money because they thought the job wasn't very good. But they're like, if I ask for a lot of money and get it, I win. Cause even if the job sucks, I'm inflating my bank account for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, I this happened on Thursday night. I was on with Rich. I felt horrible about it then. I thought it was. Oh, I heard you guys the go worst. bananas. It, it's a terrible hire, and I have yet to hear anyone. Crap sheet said a lot of stupid words in that report. None of them were valuable. Um, the best I've heard about Alex Van Pelt is he's a great guy, great guy in the room, so to speak, of coaches. Mm-hmm. He's glue on the coaching staff. Um, not a play caller. He he hasn't really called plays. Um, so you, that's the unknown right. that other people were talking about with some of the young Nick Cayley types or whatever. Well, that's an issue with this. I think he's a journeyman QB coach. I think that's how I would describe him. Journeyman QB coach turned offensive coordinator. Now, the one way they could af- actually salvage it for me, I don't know okay. if I would salvage it for other people, mm-hmm. is if you tell me Josh McDaniels is the assistant head coach offense. And this is going to be some McDaniels-Van Pelt uh, marriage. Uh, and that McDaniels will also be sort of that sounding board for Mayo on head coaching matters, sounding board for Van Pelt on play calling matters. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, um, and I know some people have kind of tried to paint him as like a QB whisperer, and he's a QB guy. I don't really know who his grand pupil, um, uh, you know, guys that he did a great job with. Like there was a Baker Mayfield year where, yeah, he had an uptick, and then they mm-hmm. moved on from him. Um, he was with Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers was already a Super Bowl champion and MVP at that point. I know he liked him, but he mm-hmm. certainly didn't create Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, one of the most talented quarterbacks that's ever walked the planet or a football field. Um, I don't know what the selling point is, and I'm not trying to be dramatically negative here. Um, I, I don't know. And we, we took calls. I tried to get a bunch of people to tell me why this was a good hire. Cause everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is the perfect fit. Like crap sheet. Okay. Why? Oh well, cause he's uh he's uh well he uh he who he nice guy nice guy everyone likes him said a great hang for he buys the first round right I, I I in the column I wrote about this I likened it to you know you get you're a divorcee and you know somebody sets you up with another divorcee and you're like well so what 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 am I getting here with this date and they're like well she uh ooh she uh nice girl a nice yeah, great great personality. personality. She and really just, you like, know, she's amenable to whatever you want to order, splits every app. Uh, right. I, I just, yeah. I, I'm not excited about this. I could not be less. This is Red Sox level lack of excitement for me, the Alex Van Pelt hire. Now, with that column you're referring to be get off my lawn and take Alex Van Pelt with you? <laughs> yes. Could exactly. you steer any more into the boomer lane than even by using our favorite phrase in the freaking title of your article, yep. guy? Yep. That. Hey, I'm just calling it like I see it. I want I got, to I get off you. my lawn, you whippersnappers. Okay. And, so, uh, Andy, seriously, like, did the do we really believe that the New England Patriots at this point, at this point, do we really believe that the Patriots are hiring somebody because he said yes to the yeah. dress, yep, and because he was willing to work for less, so he said yes to the dress and was willing to work for less, as opposed to someone else who's like, well, I'm gonna, hey, if you're bringing me in, I'm gonna bring in my system, gonna change things up. I'm going to need some more money. I'm going to need you to spend on the players. And they were like, whoa, hold on a second. Hold on. We just, uh... Or did they go with somebody that they honestly believe 
can both fix Mac and prepare the quarterback of the future. Because there's a chance that's the fundamental fundamental belief here. And I believe, what was the, uh, I believe it or not, we know each other so well at this point. You sent me one of your tweets earlier today for show prep. I had it in the Google Doc an hour and a half before. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, from today, this is from at Jumbo Hart at 9.30 a.m. this morning. From today on The Athletic, that would be the publication, Owned by the New York Times. From today on The Athletic regarding the hashtag Patriots GM job, this is not what I'm looking for. Quote, if it's Wolf, that would be Elliot Wolf. If it's Wolf running the show, expect the Patriots to give a long, hard look at drafting a left tackle with the number three pick. Boy, you, as Patriots person, personality, uh, and media man, could not have heard anything worse from Van Pelt all the way up to The Athletic Report this morning. Oh, my God. If this next month, two months, is they hire Alex Van Pelt and then they draft Joe Alt or Fashanu, or one of these tackles. I mean, you took what should be a fun, intriguing offseason filled with draft picks and money and change and hope and just crapped all over it because it couldn't get any worse from a Patriot fan perspective. And if you look in the responses, by the way, to my tweet, a lot of fans feel the same way. There was one guy who said, just kill me. You can choose the way. I don't care. Uh, Real quick, Andy, before we trend, I want to get one Celtics call out of the way before we continue with uh, the Patriots Six Rings Power Hour here. Kevin is in Brookline, wants to weigh in quickly on the Celtics. What up, Kev? Hey, boys. How are you doing? Great to hear your voices today. Um, Thank you. A couple things in the Celtics. One, um, it's kind of hard to rag on the Celtics uh, since they have the best record of the association, while the the main sport that you guys love, uh, the Patriots are a raging dumpster fire, and the Red Sox are right behind them. Uh, I wouldn't get too overly concerned about the Celtics. I'm a, I've been to every single game this year, long-time season ticket holder. It was the, the loss to the Lakers was a bad loss, not as bad as the Clippers' loss. It was kind of set up. They had played four games in six nights, and they had absolutely no legs. And, you know, in basketball, if you have no legs, you have no chance. And this, this schedule has been really, really hard. And they got overextended. You know, you don't want to blame Joe. Well, Joe could, could have put some of those games away earlier in the week when they were playing inferior teams and kept it out, I mean, uh, uh, minutes down for Brown and Tatum. Uh, but he didn't do it. So I think the biggest thing we should all have with our Celtics is the coach. He is undoubtedly their weakest link. Uh, I love Charles Barkley. But I don't buy it for a second that this team is not is not is not tough. Tatum is a solid player, top five player in the league. Does it day in day out? Uh, but they're not they're not a concern in this town. I mean, we all know the question is the Patriots don't have a general manager, and that's maybe why no one wants to take any of the you know jobs below them. Usually, the org chart works from the top down. Well, it seems like we're working from the equipment manager up with this group. And they're a dumpster fire. It's, there's no way around it. Someone, someone's got, no one even talks about the general manager. Everyone's worried about the offensive coordinator. Shouldn't be, I mean, you guys tell me, shouldn't the conversation be about who is running this show? I mean, I've got to hear your response. Yeah, let me, no, let you're, me, yeah, no, you're a thousand, a thousand percent right, Kevin. I appreciate the call. Thanks very much, buddy. It, we, we have all reacted to and found the very notion of the Patriots heading into this offseason without having named a general manager to be strange, unique, odd, kind of uncomfortable for some and many. And the fact that they went ahead and hired the head coach 
and then named an offensive and defensive and special teams coordinator without a general manager's input tells you that the uh, consortium of minds from ownership to some uh, other people who may have had their positions elevated to the people that are still there from the uh, Matt Groves to the Elliott Wolfs. This may be the brain trust that it may. I mean, it's funny. Gerard Mayo talked about how titles actually are important because they can empower people and uh, folks will grow to um, they'll elevate to the title and then some. And it's it almost sort of seems like uh, everyone else, like everyone has listened to that, except for whoever is in charge of naming the next general manager. It's, it's very strange that they would go about that without picking one. But uh, those are good words from Kev on the Celtics. Uh, we'll continue this discussion in moments. 617-779-7937 is your number. Let's catch you up on everything else going on in the wide world of sports now with Joe Braverman. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Alex Van Pelt does a really good job at trying to make the most of what he's given to work with. And considering where the Patriots are as a franchise and what they're trying to develop at the quarterback position, um, I, I would say short-term, ABP, absolutely the right guy for the job. Now, when you talk about play calling and things like that, it, it's hard to say because he was not given those opportunities here in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder, the Cleveland Browns beat writer for Sister Station 92.3, the fan out in Cleveland. Very familiar with and having followed and written about Alex Van Pelt for the last four years where he served as 
an offensive assistant, QB coach, and of course, ultimately offensive coordinator, though he was not the one calling plays, as Daryl pointed out there. Uh, it was, in fact, head coach Kevin Stefanski who was doing the play calling. Kevin, of course, had been the offensive coordinator with the Minnesota Vikings some years ago before elevating to HC of the CBs a couple of years back. Uh, this is the 15 Heart Program. Give us a call, 617-779-7937 if you want to talk Patriots, Boston sports, and so much more. So by all accounts, Andy, this super unsexy pick, the terrible pick that you're calling it, the get-off-my-lawn pick, this low-ceiling, middle floor of Alex Van Pelt who, and who knows what kind of offense he runs. You said basically this seems like the Patriots took a glorified quarterback's coach who has some offensive quarter ta- coordinator talents but no real system experience, no dynamism to him, if you will, that this just seems like a – I called it a safety school pick in a lot of ways. But hear me out. Couldn't that be good for the Patriots – given what a mess the offense has been the last couple of years, if they have a competent professional who's good at grooming quarterbacks who at least won't make a mess of the situation? I I, I, I guess I keep hearing like, well, he'll kind of do a West Coast offense. What what does that mean anymore? Yeah, I mean, he clearly has West Coast roots. um, And what you're right, I don't really care what that means. Um, In terms of developing a quarterback – Who's better at developing young quarterbacks, uh, Alex Van Pelt or Josh McDaniels? Probably, I I would imagine Josh McDaniels because that's kind of what he does. I mean, look at look at the success that's been had by well, Tom Brady. Uh, that Garoppolo's played in the league for a long time. Brissett has held on. Now Kevin O'Connell, who he loved, he took him, but then he went to Denver, so that's not really on him. But he's a head coach. Uh, Jacoby Brissett still playing. Yeah, I mean, did you forget Mac? Mac's oh. rookie year. Where was he? How, he? I believe Mac finished his rookie year. What about Matt Castle? Grittying in the pro. That's my point. So we're we're everybody hates Josh McDaniels. Well, it, now why here. did we hate on McDaniels? Thank you. Everybody hates Josh McDaniels around here, and everybody's like Alex Van Pelt. He's a quarterback guy. He can't hold Josh McDaniels' jock at anything. Offensive coordinator, play caller, quarterback developer. He also, by the way, we were all giddy last year, and we were all wrong. We were all giddy when Bill O'Brien arrived because he was experienced and competent and all these things so it doesn't mean anything when we are all one way or the other if we all hate the alex van pelt hire maybe that means it's good because we all love the billy o'brien hire and it didn't work it was terrible but if we're going to compare resumes track records um abilities that have been shown then he can't hold josh mcdaniel's jock or bill o'brien's jock and i don't mean this to be disrespectful to him but he is who he is He's bounced around the NFL primarily as a QB coach with varying degrees of success and pupils and resumes, and I don't get the affinity. I mean, in a world where, I love to do the uh, line from the previews of movies, in a world where offensive minds rise up the coaching ranks at a record rate, this guy has kind of had the same job, same MO, same spinning his wheels for like 15 years. Why is that? It, is everybody dumb? Everybody around the league's dumb, and they don't realize what a great offensive mind and guy this is. Or is he who he is? Like, had the league sort of seen him for what he is, and that's a quarterbacks coach, an assistant coach, a glue guy in the in the coaching locker room, so to speak. I just, I don't like people were pushing back at me on Twitter. Yo, I normally I agree with you, Andy, but you said McDaniel's. I want no part of that. Why? 
He's got a far better track record as an offensive coach and an offensive coordinator and a QB developer than Alex Van Pelt. Yeah, so it's just it's it's just curious. Like how he I took the job the and he was... took the paycheck. That's the bottom line. I don't even. I hadn't even heard that he was interviewing with the Patriots. Like, because he wasn't. I, I think they were going to hire Nick Cayley. Last thing I heard Cayley. from Andrew Callahan was Nick Cayley was far and away. He was the first like the finalist. Quote, like he first had, he finalist. had the spot. Yeah, right? and you know what he wanted? My guess, money. My guess is but he wanted to be How much more paid. money did Nick Cayley want? I mean, wouldn't he also just, if you're going to be a first-time play caller in the I NFL. Know. Ben Johnson wanted $15 million to be a head coach. Those were the rumors. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's actually true. You know what Jim uh, Harbaugh got? Sixteen. Like, he wanted to be in Jim Harbaugh land. He wanted to be knocking on the door of, like, Pete Carroll land in terms of paychecks. So well, maybe some of these because... young coaches are asking for more than they... And and if Ben Johnson's asking for 16 to be a head, 15 to be a head coach, well, I don't think it's crazy if, if Nick Cayley says, well, I want to be paid like a, a good offensive coordinator, even though I've never done the job. But if you haven't earned it, then why? how would how would you be able to command it? Like, you've never done it before. Know. Also, I believe... Well, these are the questions we're supposed to ask. I also think there's a chance, and so there's been this um, cloud hanging over this job, reports, ah, it's not very attractive from afar, and candidates don't love the the structure, and they're not sure who the quarterback's going to be, and there's no weapons. I wonder if some of these um, these candidates, let's just say Nick Cayley, and let's just say, I don't know, one of these uh, Flurries, Theo Flurry, whatever the hell the Flurry guy's in his, it's not Theo Flurry, it's something mm-hmm. else, Brian Flurry, I think, Um Yes, he, I job. think he's the tight end. Uh, tight, yeah. uh, say tight ends coach for the Niners. Yeah. Yes. Let's just say they look at the job and they go, "Huh, there's a lot of chicken, you know what there?" And I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make chicken salad. I would ask for more money for stability. If I don't really want the job, if the job in and of itself isn't overly attractive, don't you ask for more money so that you win in the end either way? If you succeed, okay, well, I made money and I'm well on my way to being a head coach. If you fail. Well, at least I got money in the bank now. But if you just take it at a low salary, because maybe they're selling you on, hey, there's only 32 of these jobs in the world, you know, and we're offering one of them to you. And I know it doesn't look great, but there's only 32 of them. Well, maybe have a little more self-respect or just say, yeah, there'll be other jobs that come along. So I personally push back on that. I think this should be an attractive job. You're getting in on the ground floor of a startup. You have the potential to hit the jackpot with a quarterback, receivers. You're going to have a voice in picking, a new offensive right. line. Like, if you have confidence in your ability to coach, and if you trust Mayo, you have to trust Mayo. You have to hit that off personally, right, with Mayo. If you mm-hmm. trust Mayo and you have confidence in your own abilities and you truly believe this is going to be a collaborative effort in New England where your voice will be heard, as the, as the QB expert, my voice will be heard, I think this is a good job because I think you're going to have the opportunity to start with a clean slate and build your program. Couldn't agree more. I don't understand the notion of no one around the league wants the Patriots job, and this is the most undesirable post in the NFL right now. Why? I I, I don't get it. Do people around the league know a couple of things that we don't vis-a-vis Andy that the Patriots aren't going to pay very much, that there's going to be too many chefs in the kitchen, too many people spoiling the broth, if you will, in the forms of crafts or wolves or glazers or I don't know. I'm not saying that we know anything. I'm just saying all the different names that have been bandied about in terms of new roles on the team. Is everyone afraid 
that any move you try to make is going to be met with, well, we got to run that one up the old flagpole, the old executive <laughs> chain of command. Put a pin in it, and we'll circle back around on that idea. Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, Andy, good synergy at today's offensive brain trust. Oh, God. Could you get that I'm report the... to me by EOD? Oh, and, and, and also, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. LMK, what you can do at EOD, and also GFY. I, I I wouldn't be able to handle that. What kind it of wouldn't... office are you two working at? It's a different place. It's a... I work from the home office mostly. <laughs> yeah. Does it sound like it? There's two of us going, hey, Joe, you know what? Get off my lawn, all right? I will say, though, I was at a uh, place the other day with some friends, Then they were talking about they had to get their uh, uh, is it self-review or whatever they call those things, and I was like, thank God we don't have those. And by the way, if you're listening, Ken Lair, we don't need those. Yes. Self-reviews at our one of the most useless, time-wasting, stress-causing things on the planet. Yeah, what do you think I'm going to say? Doing a spectacular. I'm, I'm killing it. I deserve a forty percent raise. Uh, no one has quiet quit better while impressing people along the way than this guy. Uh, yeah, I look. I, I want to give it a chance, but at the same time, I understand why it is not sexy. There's no dynamic to it. Uh, I truly don't know exactly what kind of offense he calls. What he what he favors. Again, like I, I push back like, well, the whole West Coast thing. But at least he's done it. Maybe there was a fear. Maybe we could just sort of th throw this out there and we'll get to you, uh, the callers on EEI, in just a second. But maybe there was an internal fear. Maybe there was something. Maybe maybe, maybe Mayo wanted to sort of like go, go to market, if you will, get a feel for what some of the new guys thought, what some of the new guys wanted to implement before maybe falling back on, you know, you know what? I don't know if I want to go with one of these new. Just give me a nice, safe, conservative car that gets decent mileage. I don't know if I want to do electric stuff. I don't want to, you know, do a hybrid yep. or anything like that. Like, let just give me a give me a dependable beater. I know that's going to go for twelve years. That gets a lot of good reviews. There's nothing sexy about it. I just want to get from A to B. Maybe, maybe that's what Alex Van Pelt is—the A to B mobile that is a, a quality family ride, but. Uh, we'll see. Uh, let's go to the calls, Andy. Jerome is in situate down by the water, wants to weigh in on Van Pelt and the Pats. Hi, Jerome. Hey, how are you? Listen, um, Van Pelt, I, I, they had a pretty good offense in Cleveland, but one thing you guys are saying that you're wrong, I don't know if this fits you hot, um, but Kraft has not been a meddling owner. And, and between Mayo and, and Robert Kraft, they're, they're pretty Two pretty bright guys, and and I trust these guys. Give them a break. Who called Mayo? I mean, who called Kraft a meddling owner? Uh, you get one of you guys. One of you guys said uh, you're worried about coming here with everything being run up the flagpole. Oh yeah, the power structure is very much in question. Can you tell me the or the power structure right now with the Patriots? Yeah, we don't know who the GM is, well, or president, well, or like well, we don't know. No, no, maybe yeah, but what did Kraft, Kraft doesn't interfere with anything, and maybe that's part of the problem. But Jesus, for heaven's sake, uh, Matt Patricia, you, you're putting him slight. You're talking about what he, uh, oh, AVB didn't do in Cleveland. What did Matt Patricia ever do on, on the offense? Who, who brought up Matt Patricia was the worst hire in the history of football, and it got Bill Belichick fired. Well, I mean, so, so uh, that's a good starting point. But Gerard Mayo, then he can't do worse than Matt Patricia. Oh, I think the second worst offensive coordinator hire in Patriots history just happened with Alex Van Pelt. Oh, well, well, you think Cleveland was a bad offense last year? 
He wasn't the coordinator. I mean, he was the coordinator in a titular sense, but the offense was run by the head coach, Kevin Stefanski, who fired this guy. Well, I, I don't know. You can, you can play names, games, titles, and whatever, but uh, I'll take Mayo and Kraft any day. Look, look at all the businesses, not just football that Kraft has, has worked with. He's sick of this. He's sick of what Belichick was doing the last three years. He's still the greatest coach in history, but damn, not the last three years he hasn't been. I agree. 100%. We finally landed at a point we can agree upon. Bill has not been a good coach of late, and Robert has been a ridiculously successful businessman and football owner. He's hired three coaches. Two of them are Hall of Famers. Before you go, uh, let me tell you something. We have a little saying down here in Situate on the water. Yeah. A lot of us fishermen use, and it's the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. Okay? So just think about that. Mm, very- we should spread that. I didn't know that was just in Situate. I like it. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> Jerome, thanks for the call. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday and weekend, sir. Uh, that's that sort of plays into that sort of plays into what I was thinking about the hire with Alex Van Pelt. There, it's it's more familiar, and right now the Patriots, which maybe they just feel maybe from Mayo to the Crafts to Wolf and everybody else, anyone else involved in anything resembling football operations football logistics, football decisions, and more, wanted something a little safer. That's why I said there, there could have been a process where he goes to market and talks to Kaylee and talks to Getze and talks to Kubiak. What, do you, what, what are your visions? How do, you want, how do you implement? What could you do with Mac Jones if you had to resuscitate his career in his fourth year without picking up a fifth-year option? And then eventually they may have just sort of settled on, you know what, let's just, try, let's just go with this guy for a couple of years, let's let's hope that actually he gets the offense in gear and makes it fun again, and at the same time can you know make something out of Mac, and while also working with the guy that we choose to draft. And I'll be very curious. We we'll go back to that tweet from you earlier from that report from the Athletic that if Elliot Wolf is indeed the GM and he is the guy you know in charge, make the primary decision maker as far as personnel goes, and they go left tackle then Alex Van Pelt is going to get a lower first-round, second- or third-round quarterback project that he's going to have to develop for a while and work with and groom while he also tries to repair Mac or integrates a new offense for the New England Patriots into the hands and head of some veteran signal caller they may bring in this offseason. And I don't know if that would be Baker Mayfield. I will say this. If it's Van Pelt and Mayfield, Mayfield's going to be looking for north of at least $30 million a season. I can't imagine that's the plan. If it is, you know what? May as well bring Mike Evans up here as well, and we'll just go like for it. it. That plan I kind of like. If you give me Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans, I've at least got some talent on the field that has some veteran experience. Like, okay, you're talking me into a little something. that Because right now, I couldn't think uh, much less of this offense and where it's going with the Alex Van Pelt hire. And I'll leave you with this, Fitzy. I know we're coming up against it. Yeah, the most negative thing I've heard about this is a is a point I've heard before. It's a point I heard back when Matt Patricia was hired, which again was the worst hire in the history of football. It's well, the one good thing about Alex Van Pelt that you wouldn't have had with Kaylee and others is if they had success, they were going to be looking to become head coaches. Alex Van Pelt, it's very unlikely he's going to be considered for head coaching jobs in the future. Oh, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a selling point that he's not. This no one's going to be interested. great at calling offense. Can he put a whole team together? No, no, I would no. never trust him with a whole team. Okay, that means he's really fun. Would he, uh, 
He's great around kids. Should I let him babysit him? No, 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 no. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven is your telephone number. When Andy and I come back, more on the New England Patriots coordinator choices and hey, that previous head coach. What's he up to these days? Uh, doesn't seem like it's going to be calling football, coaching football games this year, and that is still incredibly curious to us. We'll discuss Bill Belichick, Van Pelt, Mayo, the Patriots, and so much more. Mike Cadlick joins us at two with a Shrine Bowl and Senior Bowl update and more. It's Fitzy and Hart on EEI. The devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus all right, Andy, maybe this will put a smile on your face or that of one and many in Patriot Nation that are curious as to the sudden selection of Alex Van Pelt as the new OC of the NEP. A text from a buddy who is a long, long, long tenure tailgater for the New England Patriots, who I've had the chance to get to know and befriend over the past decade. Text me uh, during the break. You guys are going to love him. Uh, he and his wife are awesome. And I write back, you're talking Alex Van Pelt. And he says, yes, a buddy in Buffalo who is a business owner near the stadium says everyone up there still loves him. They miss him. You guys are going to love him. Great guy and good football mind. Okay. Well, uh, that contrast to a 401 text that says Van Pelt could just be the planned scapegoat for the inevitable outrage. <laughs> that is the most New England joke. Please give that the award. Tell him he gets a cookie or something. Uh, that's been the most Patriots fan text. Aha! We've already got our scapegoat for when this season goes down the crapper. When, indeed. Yeah, no, I have no... It doesn't surprise me that you get a text that he's a great guy. I've heard nonstop he's a great guy. Haven't heard once that he's a great coach. That's the problem. Like, I think he's... a. It seems clear, and I believe... He has some family ties to New England. Wife might be from Maine, something like that. Yeah. If I'm remembering right, correctly. There we go. Um, so that's great. Can he coach? Does he have a scheme? Is he ready to call plays? Is he ready to make chicken salad? Because I'm pretty sure he's not going to have uh, willow tree prepackaged chicken salad at his disposal. There's going to be some chicken you-know-what. And last year, there was chicken you-know-what that was made worse, right? Mm. Like the, the problems with the personnel and the talent were made worse by the scheme. They didn't overcome it. So 
he faces uh, an uphill challenge. The one thing I will say that he doesn't face that Bill mm-hmm. O'Brien faced is expectations. I don't think anybody has any high expectations for Alex Van Pelt and what he can do. So if he does have some success, like that one game in the playoffs when he called plays and they scored 28 points in the first quarter, if we get that Alex Van Pelt, damn it, I'll be happy. Yeah, that would be that would be ter- that would be tremendous as well. See, I just don't get the I just don't get the lack of attraction to the job like you pointed out earlier. You get to come in and you get to help in the selection of the quarterback process. The team has 80 million dollars in cap room. You know it is desperate for some dynamic playmakers and they need to draft uh if not several wide receivers and the way that the offense sort of fell apart over the last two two seasons lead you to believe that not a, a tear-down rebuild, but like a gut reno of the offense and the way things have been done on the score of the ball, side of the ball, have been done, needs need to take place. Why wouldn't you want to commit? Who wouldn't want to come in and have the chance to like, you know, we were just joking about like, well, he doesn't really have any head coach aspirations. Fine. Maybe, maybe one day he'll want to go to college, like the same way Charlie Weiss did. And that obviously didn't go that well for Charlie Weiss, but no. Maybe in the same way that Bill O'Brien wants to go back to college now as well. You know, Bill O'Brien was a pretty good head coach in the NFL as well for a while, but sometimes being a play caller is what people end up doing best. I'm going to continue to hold out hope for this that, you know, cut to nine months from now, or even, you know what, cut to six months from now, seven months from now. We're on Media Hill. It's the you and me's and the Callahan's and Giardi's of the world all out there, all sunblocked up, chugging water, getting ready to do podcasts. And we say, hey, you know what? This offense looks pretty crisp. Ball mm. moving the ball nicely. Hey, look at that guy. Look at that. Oh, that guy can cut on a dime. Hey, that guy's got hands. I like the way things are moving. Yeah, maybe, we'll just see. maybe. I'll wait till October because last year there were a lot of positive reports coming out of training camp in uh, the offense. And, and there Bill were? O'Brien. Oh God! Yeah. Sit- well, there were some positive reports, but the it proof was, was in the pudding behind the stadium. Andy, we watched it, and we we're like, this, "This is this is not." No, good. no, no, no. That didn't happen until September. There was go back and read the reports. It was everybody was intrigued in the positivity that that Bill O'Brien was bringing, the motions, the different things. It was there was a lot of positive reviews. Now I don't know how much of it was what we wanted to see and what we were actually seeing, um, but there was a. I mean, just think of the over zealous Mike Cadlicks of the world and Kevin Stones that thought Mike Gasicki was going to be a unicorn and you know all the things that they were going to be able to do with him. And it was all positivity. Everybody was talking positive about the Patriots offense in August. Didn't fall on its face until September. So, and, and there were, and there were elements to the offense that actually looked pretty good, but then some of the same mistakes started rearing their head. And one thing I don't want to do is get back into the whole, uh, you know, the Mark Daniels, the excellent piece that Mark Daniels had this week in Mass Live on the true reasons behind the dissolution of Mac Jones's quarterback tenure as the starter with the Patriots and why that never lived up to be what we thought it could be after his excellent rookie season. Uh, it's a shame that it never, never came to be as well. And like you said, the worst decision ever in the Patriots organization, aside from letting Tom Brady go, which has long since been retired, was the hiring of Patricia. Maybe this will help reverse course on a lot of the damage that was done there. Speaking of the former coach who made many more excellent decisions before these last couple of years when turmoil and dysfunction seemed to set up permanent residency at one Patriot place, what was your initial reaction to Bill Belichick? That first, What was your first thought? Like, wow, an NFL without Mike Vrabel as a head coach, but more importantly, 
No room for Bill Belichick. What the hell? Yeah, um, I think I'm not as surprised as many. I'm, I'm a little surprised because he's still Bill Belichick and he wants to mm-hmm. coach, and so I'm a little surprised. But you know all along I've said his age is a problem. His age and then combine that with his um, ego or reputation, that's a the bad comp- that it just it's a bad mix at the you know he's going to be seventy two. Do I want to turn things over to a seventy two year old and he's going to be the oldest coach in the history of the game and he's tough to work with and he he wants it his way or the highway? Um, it just didn't make a lot of sense, which is why I think um, now it's going to make so much sense when he takes over the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Jets in in October. Because well, the surprise the surprise comes for the fact that. The rest of the league sees what we've seen for the past couple of years with everything you're saying, Andy. Well, I mean, to some degree, yes, because I generally think um, people can be very stupid and impetu- impetuous. Excuse me, tough for me to say. Shouldn't have said it. Um, that they don't kind of dig deeper. They do the superficial dance and bring in Bill and then regret it later. Um, but I actually think he could be saved from himself. If he's offered a job in October with a Super Bowl ready team that's struggling out of the gates because he can't clean house. He can't make personnel decisions. He'll just have to show up and coach. And I think show up and coach Fitzy, you and I have talked about, mm-hmm. about this on the six rings a lot. Show up and coach. If Bill Belichick is on the practice field, a meeting room or a game sideline, he can still do the job as well as anybody. If you show up in October, that's pretty much all you can do. You can't make a bunch of changes because it's, you know, the treadmills move and you just got to jump on and try to run as fast as you can. I think that might help him and save him from himself. I just noticed on the platform that we refer to as Twix that Zappy was trending. Uh, I found that to be kind of curious and a bit interesting. Uh, Zappy, but he has not been traded. He hasn't quit football. He hasn't demanded a trade or anything like that. Uh, seems Bailey Zappy is trending for reasons that pertain to the Senior Bowl and the East West Shrine Bowl and the idea of. The Patriots, for some reason, conversations have broken out about the Patriots cleaning house and just taking a whole bunch of brand-new quarterbacks here and rebuilding the room on the whole. To get an idea as to who looked good, who shone brightest, and who, uh, well, who stunk this week at the Shrine Bowl and the Senior Bowl and beyond, let's bring aboard our buddy Mike Cadlick, our beat reporter from WEI.com. He'll join us on the other side in just a couple of minutes. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Hour number three of Fitzy and Hart coming your way. Hi, Bruins fans. Looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.